0: Hey, welcome back to season three of Pigeon Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Focus Family podcast. This is Chris, and today's co host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we're just a couple goalies that have taken one too many pucks to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So, how goes life, Steve?
1: Ah, uh, It's a peach, my friend. It's a peach. And I do not <laughs> live in Georgia. <laughs>
0: you you don't live in georgia but uh you, you've had some I, I know you've had some good experience with uh, some southern type of comfort oh, food
1: pie yeah, thing what that recently. was kind of yeah. funny i didn't even mean to do that um yeah actually <laughs> so chris and i you know we'll do our rambles that aren't hockey related Um, One thing I've noticed that's gone to hell in this country, and that's the country of the United States, is customer service. I think it's the same in Canada now um, because, as you can see, airlines really don't care. (laughs) Car companies really don't care. I've had a similar bad experience. You can jump on – we'll jump on that one later. But, yeah, I've got – some daughters who are very picky eaters, uh, one has an egg allergy, so I do really feel bad for her. But yeah, it's tough to find different healthy meals for them. Um, they also inherited their mom's I, the hate hate of vegetables, so it makes life pretty tough for me to cook for them and give them healthy meals. So I found the Southern Baked Pie Company, and their stuff looked Delicious. So I ordered some. Was so looking forward on Friday when it showed up. It was a chicken pot pie. And when I cut it open, it was just almost like pure liquid. I was like, oh shoot. Now, part of what I did wrong is I didn't let it settle enough, but it still was too much liquid. When it did settle, that it just wasn't right. So it was just one off pie, right? So something didn't get put in properly, not a big deal. But I did email to say, hey, I'm extremely disappointed. I didn't expect to get much back because nowadays it's you know if you don't like the product they just tell you tough most places but not here got a phone call directly from the person and not only offering to replace it but to help you know work through to you know get a you know to get get her product to cook better which is phenomenal i was not expecting a phone call so huge shout out to them for being a stand up business like that's one of the best things like at the time when people have an issue they just want to be heard, and they want to be heard and then see some sort of satisfactory result, right? And now it's not only am I just going to accept a free pie, I'm going to order a couple of more, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. Hey, it was a one-off, right? So mm-hmm. it's all requires sometimes. It's not that difficult, right? So, yeah, so totally, totally, totally impressed by that. So, yeah, they will be on my recommendation list, unlike
0: a certain part yeah. of <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I won't name the car company yet. Um, I'll just I'll just say this is a podcast all about the standout positional players for the USPHO West in the month of January. And I tell you what, Steve, this was a tough month because there were so many players. We're talking over. I mean, what is there like 400 ish players in on 18 teams in the West? And I'm trying to pick 10 uh, for each position. It was it was tough. So if I don't mention on this podcast, it's not because I didn't notice you. It's because, you know, we only we only pick 10. I did. I did bump up this month to go to two two honorable mentions because I had to keep eliminating uh, players to get down to 10. So whatever. Uh, But before we even get down to that, I will say we want to give some shout outs. And first of all, there was a bunch of players committing. So this is exciting time where all the hard work's paid off and players are committing to colleges. So First off, there's Miles McHugh out of the Utah Outliers has committed to Lawrence University Vikings. Matthew Krepke out of the Utah Outliers has committed to Concordia University. Scott Bougarin, the boogeyman out of Pueblo. And Alexander Timmons, the goalie out there, both committed to Farmingham State Rams. So very, very exciting news that dropped this past week. We failed to mention some previous commitments, so I'm just going to give them a quick shout-out here. First of all, one being Charles Anthony Barbeau. We're big fans of him on this podcast. Uh, He played for the Northern Colorado Eagles. He was actually called up to college early and uh, started playing college hockey this past month. He went to Fredonia State Blue Devils, and then also Jake Murray off the Ogden Mustangs earlier this month in January committed to the Buffalo State Bengals. So he's about to experience the best wings of his life.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> from Murray, man. Uh, good news is we don't have to argue about me not being able to pick him next year in the uh, <laughs> in our entry draft thing. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah, a pool, and I should say am
0: very, <laughs> very uh, happy that the Buffalo State Bengals um, Were able to pick, like, honestly, what a steal <laughs> What a steal uh, And, and Charles-Anth Barbeau as well I mean, these guys uh, Jay, I mean, Dude, seriously, you're even talking about The Boogeyman, Timmons, Kepke, McHugh These guys are th- These are steals for these Universities, really incredible players Every single one of these Players were on a fantasy team for us This year Really, really awesome commitment so far. Uh, I will say also I did note that uh, Tucker Thorstad and Sanford Zito, uh, both previous guests on this podcast, uh, joined fellow ex-Mustangs, Jack Jones, Andre Schmakov, Corey Mater, Igor Kalmikov, and Cole Van Orman. They committed to the Weber State Wildcats, so to be exciting, so many familiar faces there in Ogden. I tell you, though, once you get Ogden and the mountains in your blood, it's it's really hard, really hard to walk away because it is so beautiful up there. If you guys need a goalie, um, I don't think I've aged out yet. Um, shut
1: up, Steve. It's not me. You're going to be yelling at your hips and knees, buddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what hips and knees? They're gone, Steve. They're gone. <laughs> oh, But uh, there's been a lot of, like you said, a lot of movement right now. Um you even had Kyle Russell, the captain of the Vernon Oilers, called up to the pros, playing in the uh, FPHL with the Mississippi Sea Wolves. I think in the second game, we already got a couple points. So, uh, you also had Bartakovics, Molnar, and Lazani, tendered by the uh, NCDC's Provo Predators, because the uh, Provo Predators move up to the NCDC next year. So, huge acquisitions there. Uh, I love seeing
1: these players get promoted.
0: We want to give a shout out. At-
1: So we're talking to Fabian just before this, and like I said, I knew there was a tear. Well, the listeners will be, and
0: for yeah, for the (laughs) listeners, you'll be able to hear that episode here in a few days. uh, Our bonus episode with uh, Fabian Pizarra. Uh, where we talk a bunch of shit about Steve because he doesn't listen to these yep. until Steve jumps on is uh, the, the next episode. <laughs> hey guys, if, you,
1: if you ever want a good dig at me, any of my enemies, just jump on a podcast with Chris because I will not <laughs> hear it until they just flat out tell me, hey, we were talking smack about you. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Send it to me, please. <laughs> no, we make We're going to make you listen to the whole thing. <laughs>
0: But uh, no, it's 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 been a fun couple weeks, um, or shoot, been a fun month in the USPHL. I'll say Michelle Wells, our our, our co-host here, has been uh, called to be play-by-play uh, with the Pueblo Bulls. So she did a I think a game or two last weekend, and she was the main play-by-play this past weekend. Uh, so it was great to hear her making calls and, and continuing to advance in her in her career, and then. If you guys want to see a fun series, I just have to say here: you, you did listen to our most recent podcast with the play-by-play for the Rogue Valley Royals, Sam Maluth. I, it's, you want a fun junior hockey game to watch? Just watch a Bellingham Rogue Valley game. Those games are so much fun to watch. And if I, at this point, I look so forward to those games than any other game right now in the West. They're just so. Not only is the the calls exciting, but The action and the rivalry between those two teams and the goaltending in those games is just fun. They're fun games to watch. I I love watching Blazers and and Royals games and um, anybody looking for a fun series to watch out there. I highly, highly tell you to look at those. And and the fans in Rogue Valley are incredible. But, dude, even the fans in Idaho Falls, Lake Tahoe, Pueblo, Ogden, West Valley – the crowds make some of these games, man. Like, it, you can watch a really exciting game, but if there's like twenty people in the crowd, it it loses an edge. But when the fans are losing it and they're screaming and oh, it, the games are so much more fun.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'll go back to the model Arena thing because um, for that type of example, right? Of course, you expect a bigger arena for NHL, right? But they're they're making do with they with you know with with what they have. But like I said, player wise. They don't spend a lot of time looking up in the upper bowl to make sure the place is packed, right? They're just playing. And it's a loud, fun environment right now, you know. And I, I've been at the, you know, for everybody that wants to bash the Coyotes, that it's never been sold out. That's a joke. I've been to several games that were um, when they were doing really well, just like any other barn. Um, It's, you know, and by the way, I'll comment on that, too, Um, where it was like one of the top teams in the league and there was a bunch of empty seats. You know, and we're talking. I know there's some rush hour stuff, so I never bashed that, but this was going into the second period. And I was like, wow, that's a team that's winning, and there's a bunch of empty seats. Right. So, yeah, you know, it, it just depends on the time of year and getting snow conditions and things along those lines. Right. I get it. And not everybody's going to go to uh, weekday games. But amount, the amount of times, you know, I've seen, you know, people slam the Coyotes, for example, because their arena wasn't packed. I'm like, it's a lot of teams on a weekday. Like, How big it, is the Mullet Arena? You know what? In Pittsburgh Penguins, that's that's the game it was. Pittsburgh's got a good team. Like you can't tell me they don't play a fun brand of hockey. You know, you may hate them because they're rivals to the uh, Washington Capitals, but the, you know, you could see empty seats, man. That was the team that I was thinking of. So, um, Mullet Arena, I think, is like 4,500 right now. So, you know, it's it's not like I said. It's it's a fun arena. Like if I highly recommend anybody go watch the Coyotes play there. Go watch the ASU Sun Doubles play. It's fun. It was really, really fun. But, yeah, um, nothing like uh, nothing like a that packed barn and the crowd getting into it. Like, it just, you know, it makes the game so much more fun.
0: Well, I was just saying because if that's how big the arena is, the Mountain America Center that now hosts the Idaho Falls Bud Kings out of the USPHL, I think their arena is the same size, and they have sold it out nearly every single game I think there's been a couple Thursday games where they they like had um like 38 3900 people at the game and they didn't sell out but the uh you want to watch a fun game too like Idaho Falls new arena like for the USPHL this is a premier arena and they sell it out like 4,000 5,000 fans screaming for these these athletes and it's it's so much – like, even being an opposing player, there's just got to be a fun arena to play at. Um, and uh, that's why I was looking at the – yeah, because it's called the Mountain America Center in Idaho Falls. And um, I'm trying to find it's – like, you, you would think that the seat – it's around 4,000. I want to say maybe it's just over 4,000. So it seems like the the two arenas are about the same size. But those are really fun games to watch. And I tell you what, the Idaho, the Idaho Falls fans are just uh, – <laughs> they they are a fun group that's really taken a liking to their brand new uh team uh this is such a beautiful arena I mean I'm tr- I can't find a seat count but we can always find a seat count later um but I would say if you're in Idaho Fall in Idaho Falls go out to the game but you guys are already doing it so you know keep going out to the games because uh, it's only going to get better at that arena in years to come uh, especially since it's going to be ncdc level the kids you know being uh where we're nhl scouts start attending these games and uh you know start giving these kids a look so really it's, it's going to be a fun few years uh, moving forward for the uh the spud kings and uh love the logo love the name Oh, the it's name is blast.
1: the name is just awesome. When you when that when you <laughs> told me about that, when I was like, that is just awesome, right? I I love yeah. Spive Kings, love the logo. Way to embrace it. Way to embrace it.
0: Yeah, and then before we break now into the defenders in the month, one more shout out to get this thing started. Sava Surdu is back in the USPHL. Um, you know it's it's been a it's been a year for Sava, he played in his first USPHL game since last February. I think February 12th was his last USPHL game. You know, being from Kiev, he didn't have any additional starts for the the rest of the year for the Ogden Mustangs. Um he went to represent Ukraine internationally uh at the World Championships in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as uh, I think he was playing for the U25 team that was traveling around Canada this past year, raising money for the Canadian-Ukrainian organizations there. Uh, They were playing a bunch of college teams, and I believe that I heard in uh, Idaho Falls uh, that, that they beat the University of Manitoba to end it all and they raised a lot of money you know he's also playing pro hockey in kiev this past year playing for uh, sokol kiev had a had a pretty good season uh the sokol kiev finishing uh at the end of the regular season at top of the ukrainian hockey league yes they were playing games without any fans in the arenas uh because that was prohibited uh, i heard that there was games where there was no electricity no water and sava's family is still in kiev uh, his family and I believe his girlfriend are all still back in Kiev. And, uh, you know, he's here playing hockey, moving forward, advancing. All of our best wishes to Sava and his family. And, uh, yeah, um, you know, big shot out there for him uh, this month. And um, I want to say this is probably a good time now to break into the defenders of the month that really stood out to us in the month of January.
1: All right, Chris. So we're going to go over the Defender Honorable Mentions of the Month.
0: Yeah. So like I said, it was tough to only pick 10. So we have a couple honorable mentions. We'll we'll kind of quickly breeze through. But uh, first one being Francesco Cacchetto uh, out of the Pueblo Bulls. He's an 0-2 out of Treca, Italy. And I tell you, he can make plays happen. And he puts up points. Not a ton, but he's the player that leads to the goals happening he was he's one of my honorable mentions the other one being nathan a of the rogue valley royals he's an o2 out of thompson manitoba he's a big body defender that throws his body around and he's deadly from the blue line uh those being my honorable mentions for the month
1: all right and coming in at number 10 uh number 10 this is having going
0: to the bellingham blazers oh two out of spokane washington michael a pitts uh, he eats pucks, <laughs> and I tell you, most recent weekend he had a he ate a, he was down on the ice like it it hurt. I don't know where it hit him. I don't know if it hit him up high in the neck, in the face, or whatever. Um, he was in clear pain, and the play just kept happening. Rogue Valley wasn't letting up, and he got back up there, and you could see it coming. You could see the the, the one timer coming from the point, <laughs> and every, Every ounce of his body told him not to do it, but he threw his body right back in front of it. <laughs> and that was that was that was really impressive to watch. He can block the shots. He's a solid defender and uh yeah. And, and apparently he doesn't care how much pain he's in, he's gonna just jump in front of the puck again.
1: Hey, so Michael, you weren't defending for me, but I could tell you I love you. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Uh, I think I sent you guys, I think I actually sent the whole group uh, the clip on uh, Twitter. So you can actually see the exact play I'm talking about because, God, this, what a what a play he made. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I'll check out that link another time, my friend, and then go over that. We'll talk about it at a future podcast when you hear my, oh, reaction probably <laughs> from the first one. And then saying, uh, oh, here he comes. He's psycho. This is why we love him. Should have been attendee. All right, <laughs> coming in at number nine, who do you got? Uh, number nine is going to be
0: Emil Rodriguez. He is the uh, 04 out of. I'm not pronouncing your. Okay, can you
1: pronounce it? Chicken? No, no, no. Oh, no, you're not talking his about. I Yeah, his, where he's from. Shakunami. There you go, Quebec. Oh, my goodness. Shakunami. Go. What?
0: Yeah. <laughs> You've never heard of Shakunami? No. Ah. I probably have, but the second I see something spelled out, I'm screwed. Oh, that's OK. Um, you know, you've definitely heard of Chikunami before.
1: But anyway, go okay. on, my friend.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's an '04 4 uh, out of Chikudemi, Quebec, uh, playing for the Bakersfield Roughnecks. Uh, again, offensively gifted defender. Uh, I think he almost had a Hattie late in the month. But uh, yeah, just a standout defender. Nice. And so who do we got in at number eight? At number eight, from your fantasy team, from the Seattle Totems, Levi Knight, the 0-2 out of Spokane, Washington. He sees the game well. He doesn't often let attackers around him. Uh, He can contribute offensively and just, again, an all-around solid defenseman. Nice,
1: nice, nice. Keep it up, Levi. Get me points, buddy. And coming in at number seven, who do you got? And number
0: seven, it's going to be from the Provo Predators, Brent Scott. He's a newer addition for them. He's no 02 out of Litchfield Park, Arizona. Wow, these Arizona kids, right? Offensively gifted defenseman. He's really good with the stick handling. I mean, he's one of those players. It just feels like the puck is magnetically attached to his stick. Solid, solid defender, though. Nice. And next on the list? Yeah, number six is going to be Philip Lozani off the Vernal Oilers. He's an 04 out of. I think Pushov, Slovakia. I say, though, this kid can stick handle in the phone booth. It's just dirty. Even recently being tendered by the NCDC Provo Predators, as we mentioned earlier, uh, he's an incredible defender and uh, definitely earned his uh, his tender. Nice. And who do we got in at number five? At number five, this name I think has been on the defenders list every month, but it's Jacob Gagnon or Gagnol. We don't know yet still. We have not been told. Uh, but uh, We're going to stick with the American way. Because he is from California and O2 from Fresno, California. We're going to call him Gagnon until we're corrected. Until then, the debate is over. But he's been uh, – again, he's been on our list every month. I think he was the defenseman of the month in December. He can
1: put up points. He can quarterback a power play. And colleges should be knocking down his door. There you go. Colleges that need a good steady D, man. There you go. Should be easy for you. We're telling you right here as it goes. So we got coming (laughs) in at number four.
0: Yeah, number four, we got Matai Nimik. He's an 05 out of Czechia from the Rock Springs Prospectors. He's a two way defender that reads the play well and has a solid back check. He doesn't give up on the play easily. And and Steve was saying right there, too, if we're mentioning these players and we say 02, and you're a college program looking to fill a slot, you know, look at these players. And if they're 03, 04, 05, and you're looking to. Uh, Look for looking for some players for your tier two roster. You might want to pay attention to a uh, a you know. Absolutely. Coming in next, my friend. Yeah. And number three, it's going to be Benji Rook guy off the Ogden Mustangs. He's an O two 2 American Hungarian out of San Pedro, California. He's been a welcomed addition to the Stangs blue line this season. He plays a strong defensive game that can periodically add the offensive contribution you like as a goalie. Beauty. And coming in at number two. And number two, it's going to be off the Northern Colorado Eagles, Xavier Fortin. He's an 0-2 out of Quebec. Um, he's an offensively gifted defenseman who has a, uh, I think he had a game-winning overtime goal and had a whole falls in mid-January. Um, but he's got an incredible hockey IQ, uh, which I think we called out even last season. And uh, he's always noticeable when he's on the ice. So colleges, Xavier Fortin. Nice. And coming in at number one, sir. Uh, At number one, we're going to go right back to the Idaho Falls Spud Kings, but we're going to go talk about Mateo Mitrovic. He's no three out of Graz Austria, a defender with silky mitts, really solid offensive defenseman. He's a lot of fun to watch. I'm telling you, if I'm any NCDC program out there, if Idaho Falls for some reason doesn't bring him back next year, I am sniping him off the spud kings sniping him
1: all right you've been forewarned (laughs) i'm gonna start
0: my own
1: hockey team at tier two level just to snipe (laughs) them just 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 face them out of some random place and they could just play anywhere just play anywhere let's call them the 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 the, the traveling pigeonholes all right uh so not the most intimidating name, but hey, <laughs> it doesn't have to be Spud King. We got you. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Let's,
0: let's do that. Some that forwards.
1: Yeah. Do some <laughs> forward. So who are your honorable mentions for the month?
0: Um, my honorable mentions for the month are going to be Ivan Kedrov, uh the 05 out of Calgary, Alberta from the Ontario Junior Reign. Uh, he had a really pretty goal, I know, back in December, but it's, he's just been getting better as the season has been going on. He's still quite young, but I tell you what, I've been really impressed. Every single game, he gets more and more noticeable.
1: Nice. And who's your second honorable
0: mention? My second honorable mention is going to be, again, Yuri Stalev. I know you all are getting used to hearing his name on his podcast as well, but he's off the Long Beach Shredders. He's in O2 out of Moscow, Russia. And again, he, he, I don't think he played in the beginning of the month, and so he'd probably again be higher on the list if he had a full month of hockey. But he's a potent two-way forward that has such silky mitts that if you're a college program looking just for a just a dirty, dirty two-way player, I'd be signing Stalev. Nice.
1: All right, so who do we got coming in at number ten? At number
0: ten, we're looking at Narek Alexeyan out of the Las Vegas T-Birds. He's an 0-2 out of East Angus, Quebec. One of the biggest scoring threats in the league this year with 82
1: points in 32 games. What else can you say? I think at the end of the year, because this will make Pigeonal hockey, uh, our picks next year, even better. Let's uh, let's average out who made these lists and where they ranked, my friend. Well, if guys that are coming back, because I think that would be phenomenal. Hell yeah. Then, okay. Because then we can go right away. We know right away, you know, the, the top guys that are coming on back and then the beautiful thing is when we're taking a look and scouting guys on our end <laughs> right yeah trying to find that di- that diamond that's coming on in I think gonna yep. make it a lot of fun. well funds. it's gonna have to be the o3s and such because the o2s will have to move on to college yeah exactly cool. that's what yeah. i was thinking they get the o3s yeah. yeah all right cool and who do you got coming in at number nine At number
0: nine, we're looking at Nathan Compton off the Long Beach Shredders. He's an 3 out of Lakewood, California. Missed a little bit of action this month. I think he missed a game, game and a half. He left the game early with what appeared to be upper body, but it seems like he's doing all right. Uh, But tell you what, when he's on the ice, the opponents know. The opponents know when Nate Compton's on the ice. He always finds a way to the puck. You got to watch him. Nice. And who do you have next, sir? Mike, I so wish I could pronounce your name still at this point. We've had you on the podcast. It's, it's embarrassing that at this point I can't say Gak Cushivelli. We're just going to call him Gak, but I believe it's Michael Gak Cushivelli. He's from the Provo Predators. We've had him on his podcast. He was a ton of fun to talk to. We're going to have to bring him back. He's from 4 from St. Louis, Missouri. I tell you, he's a skilled grinder that is always involved in a play. He's had decent production so far this month, but again, he's got personality and appears to be a player's player. He stands up for his teammates and always makes things happen. He likes it. He might not always be directly involved in like the even the first or secondary assist. But if his team's scoring, it's usually because he instigated the play.
1: Nice. Nice. And we like Gak. Gak. Great personality. Fun to watch to play. So keep keep racking it up there, Gak. I want to see you at number two there next week or one, buddy. So who do we got coming in at number seven? <laughs>
0: Uh, number seven, we're going to be looking at Noak Pearson. Uh, he's from the Fresno Monsters. He's 0 03 out of Sleftia Sweden. I tell you, the Swede from central eastern Sweden has definitely been noticeable this season so far. I think this is the first time he's cracked our top 10 forwards. But he's had an offensively productive month, and he's really been one of the key pieces to the monster success so far this season. And probably going to be one of the key successes to maybe launching them into Nattys
1: nice Nice. And who do we got coming in next?
0: Uh, All right, number 6, we've got Emmanuel Nakambu. He was our I think he was our forward of the month last month in December, but he's from the Provo Predators, so he's gax teammate. Uh he's an 04 from is it Boucherville,
1: Quebec? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, Boucherville. That that sounds correct to Boucherville. me. Boucherville. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so, yeah. But again, it, it's
0: he is such a gifted player. He can put the puck in the net and lay the big hit. Uh, and he, he just has a nose for the, the, the puck, man. Like, he can find the puck with his eyes closed. Uh, he's one of those players where the puck's just going to find his way to him. And he's going to be, again, much like Gack. He, Even though he might not be the one that will put up a point on a play, he's the reason their team's scoring.
1: Nice. Nice. All right. And who do we got coming in at number five?
0: And number five, we're looking at Justin Davis off the Idaho Falls Bud Kings. He's no two from Montreal, Quebec. I think he had at least one hat trick game this month, if not two. But he's been an offensive presence since he joined the organization, I think, in late November. Yeah, I mean, big reason that, what you know, the second somebody had a position where they could fill it on our fantasy team, they picked up Justin Davis. And the last team in our fantasy league any of us would have wanted justin davis to be picked up by the noco locos <laughs> <laughs> they've been crushing us all year yeah and they pick up justin davis <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can't nice. catch a break with brendan price's team <laughs> you
1: know? well the gap been and, being closed a bit it's being yeah yeah closed a it's, bit.
0: it's a chihuahua have been uh, really running down the um uh, the locos so uh Yeah, so I think for for a few weeks there, um, Brendan wasn't paying attention to his team. So we just kind of slowly chomped away. But whatever, he's back, what can we do?
1: Coming in at number
0: four. (laughs) Yeah, number four. uh, We're going to go to the Rogue Valley Royals, and it's going to be Tyler Hansen. Um, He's an 03 out of Medford, Oregon, so he's a hometown kid. He has been on fire this month. He's just one of those guys, again, that can just find the puck. And he can put it in the back of That I don't know what else you want to say about him. I think when we were talking on the podcast with uh, Sam Maluth recently, I think it was Tyler's goal. I sent your way.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, yeah okay, that was him. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: And coming in at number
0: three. Number three, we're looking at Presley Toth off the Vernal Oilers. He's an O four 4 out of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. He had a game-tying shorty against Ogden that was just full of all the drama you'd want in a big game like that because I think the Dan K show was in town um, it was a game, uh, Olaf Coles, came back to Ogden again this year for the, uh, autism awareness weekend. I tell you Presley has a high hockey IQ. He's smart with the puck. He's got a really strong two way game with an excellent back check. Uh, and he, he takes time to look around before he makes decisions. That's what I like to see if I'm scouting a player. Yeah, absolutely. My friend and coming in at number two. At number two, we got Rain Hodge off the Seattle Totems. He's an 4 out of Guelph, Ontario, and uh, he finds the puck when it matters. He's been a great, I mean, I would say great. He's been a unreal point producer since joining Seattle, I think in late December. He's had a couple hat-trick games. I think he's even had a four-goal game this month, and he pulled off the Michigan very recently, and it was a thing of beauty.
1: Yeah, again, seeing Cooley do that live was pretty impressive for me. So and coming in at number one, at number one. So the forward of the month for us, for very
0: good reason, is going to be Noel Klassen off of the Idaho Falls Bud Kings. He's an O two out of Manitok, Ontario. Is it Manitok? It's uh, pretty basic. Yeah, right? Manatic, Man- Yeah, that one. Man- you got that Man- one? Manatic, okay, Yeah, uh, but he's a gritty player. Uh, he doesn't get a ton of points, but he's had actually a pretty strong month. When I when I initially put him on this list, I I don't even know if he had a goal yet. Uh, because he, but the thing he's been slowly standing out all season, he just, I think coming back from the break, he's just turned it up a notch. I think he's had a couple, I think he had a two goal game. I think he might've had a three point game in this month, but he's just a role player that is always throwing the right hit at the right time. And had a really actually pretty goal against Fernal. But he's putting a point in what's going to be a future NCDC program. And he's playing a really critical role. I think he's this player that's really stood out to me this month to where, you know, there's going to be players out there going forward of the month. You know, I had 20 goals this month. That's great. The league has definitely been highlighting you and everything. I think I pick players that I notice because I watch every game in the West. And every single time, and and Steve, you can see it. The listeners can't, but you can see I have X's. And every single time I notice a player, and it doesn't mean like, oh, I heard Noel Glasson's name this game, so I'm going to X it. No, it's like when I see something, that I'm like, wow, that's a standout player. He's had a couple really standout plays this month or saves or goals or just hockey IQ moments. I X a player. I'm like, that's such a a great thing. I'm going to X. So the player that finishes for me with the most X's is a player that's higher on the list and he has been such an important asset for the Spud Kings and their growing success this season that uh, I know it's disappointing for them that they probably can't bring him back next year because he's an O2, but if I'm a college program and I'm looking for a perfect role guy that is, is going to throw the right hit at the right time that isn't detrimental to the team. And he's going to be putting his body into the play when he needs to. And he still can put points up on the board. I'm looking at Noel. Like, that's, this is easy. So if there's a college program and it's just looking at stats, you're going to miss this kid. You're going to miss him. And you're going to regret it. I'm telling you, those players or those teams out there that have, like, instat, because I, I don't have it. I don't know really know what it is. But I know these programs out there have instat where they can pull up, like, every shift of a player from a game. Pull him up and tell me you wouldn't sign him.
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely my friend now we're going on over to our favorite biased portion who are the honorable (laughs) mentions for the attendees
0: yeah actually before we mention the uh, honorable mentions we're going to say this if you're a junior goalie out there and you want an amazing and affordable mask design order your dream design for your goalie mask at maskgraps.ca. great price custom design fast turnaround and completely removable Order yours today at massgrabs.ca and get fifteen percent off your mass design, but the discount code Pigeon twenty twenty
1: three. There you go. No holes. Just just a pigeon.
0: <laughs> just a pigeon. Pigeon twenty twenty
1: three. Um, but no, <laughs> I like
0: I like their products, and I reached out to them. They're you know, Steve. You and I played net for a while, and like I love my goalie masks, and I know that they're their mask things are completely removable but they're also very affordable um, my, my mask designs cost me thousands i paid thousands of dollars for my masks to be painted up these masks designs i i, I couldn't 100 percent verify i had to actually go on back onto their site but i think it's a few hundred bucks to have a your design you design it and everything and i think you send in your helmet to them again guys at mask wrap sorry if i'm wrong on this but i think you send in your mask they put the 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 mask wrap on they ship it right back to you and it's affordable man it's the stuff i wish i had when i was younger and playing net all the time because i would have totally gone with this and again if they're if they're a junior player boy or girl whatever team you're playing on you know you're playing u14 you're playing junior hockey you're playing college hockey and you want to remove your thing cuz you get traded you can you just remove it. It didn't break the bank to have it done. Definitely give them a look out there. I love what they're doing. I, It's so affordable. And I think they they come... Yeah, the designs are sick. So anyways, wanted to promote that before uh, we move on here with the Goldie portion. You yeah, gotta look stylish when you're stopping that puck. So... <laughs> yeah. Dude, seriously, some of these players out there actually have some... Fabian. Fabian's mask is sick. He's got an amazingly pretty mask. And if you guys are interested listen in he will be on our bonus episode coming up here in a few days uh but fabian Pizarro's mask is beautiful and i think uh if i'm not incorrect i think ethan blackburn and heath goldsmith and all of them have like mask designs for the season and they're gorgeous masks i could be wrong on ethan's uh i had to go look but the mass designs are expensive, and these, these guys make it affordable. So that's why I reached out to them because I thought it was, you know, especially for junior hockey players. It's Junior hockey is already a really, really expensive sport. Something affordable like this where they can even save a little bit more money with the Pigeon 2023 I just thought was was a cool option out there. I now just want a mass just so I can have it designed. I'm not going to lie. My, I might join a beer league just so I can get a mass design. My wife said if I go back into playing goalie, I can get a mass design. So.
1: Look at that. Look at yeah. that. Glad, glad you got our permission to don't do it. All right, <laughs> <laughs> <Our> honorable mentions. <laughs> the first one's going to be
0: Kaden Enstrom. Uh, he's the 0-4 out of Fair Play, Colorado. He plays on the Rogue Valley Royals. He stands strong in the net. Nothing too fancy he tracks real well and usually is in position. So I tell you what, though, his leg saves are beaut. He's most always in position, so he doesn't make a lot of really pretty saves uh, I can feature. But uh, the other goalie of the month is Roman Vanderheide. Uh, he's in 4 out of Sweden with the Seattle Totems. Big body goalie. Uh, he's a newer addition to the Totems roster. I think he actually joined them before the showcase. So when I saw him in net, I think the first game that I caught at the showcase, I think it was Vanderheide. Which is amazing if he had just crossed the ocean and somehow shifted his body to be alert at that time. Because I was already falling asleep. But yeah, he tracks the puck well. Big body goalie.
1: Very cool. Very cool. And again, we always go back to that, right? If you're doing your job and you don't have to make flashy saves, to me, there's nothing more demoralizing than that. You know, if you're if you're shutting it down and making it look easy, you're sucking the soul out of your opponent. So (laughs) that's exactly what you you want to be doing, right?
0: Absolutely. It is.
1: All right. And coming in at number 10
0: at number 10, it's going to be off the Bellingham Blazers, uh, the 05 out of Surrey, British Columbia, Kai Rivas. He's been on our list before. I'm a big fan since he's on my fantasy hockey team and he gets me a lot of points. I tell you what, I love his leg work, uh, And he's a bit on the younger side. It's exciting knowing he's only going to be getting better. Really gives the Blazers a chance to win night in and night out.
1: And coming in at number nine.
0: Uh, Number nine, again, I think a bunch of these goalies have been on this list before, so I'm not going to keep repeating it. But Nathan Dickey, the '03 3 out of Butler, PA, playing on the Utah Outliers. Solid butterfly, fluid movements in that, great tracking and vision. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in Utah next year in the NCDC, especially if he gets stronger and uh, puts in the the work in the offseason. And if the Utah Outliers don't bring him back, I'm sure another team out there would be very, very, very happy to snipe him.
1: Beauty. And coming in next.
0: Uh, at next position in eighth, it's going to be Owen Yancey off the Ogden Mustangs. He's an 02 out of Gilbert's for OPA. So another PA kid here. Great mobility, calm net presence, really gives this team the confidence to take risks in front of him And that's what you want out of your goalie.
1: Absolutely. And here's a familiar name coming in at number seven. <laughs>
0: Yeah, at number seven, I think he's been on the list every single month, and I think he was the October winner for us. And this is going to be Connor Dumanil. He's the '04 4 out of Arizona, playing for the Bakersfield Roughnecks. Excellent tracking, agility and quick feet, and his really good low glove. I tell you what, his low glove saves are just something of beauty. I don't know how else to say. And uh, they're usually happening on cross-slot attempts because, um, like I said, his, his defense is getting better, though, so he's having to do that a
1: lot less. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah, <laughs> and uh, according to his dad, he's not probably having to try to score himself and set up the power base.
0: <laughs> I don't think he had a goal in that 9-5 victory recently.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, and coming in at number six. At number
0: six, this is going to be David Orsmog, the 0-2 out of Brasov, Romania. He's with the Provo Predators. Great on his angles. Tracks well. Not often out of position. So generally, again, another goalie where I don't have a lot of fancy saves for him on our on our highlights but uh he sees a lot of shots so it's impressive that he sees this many shots and i don't usually have pretty saves for him
1: yeah and again you know that if i'm scouting that's what i want to see right yeah i want to see a goalie that's just shutting him down with making it look simple right so always what we want to see and coming in next yes next it's going to be in fifth Fabian Pizarro, which, again, you get to listen to on the
0: next podcast here as uh, he's on our bonus episode. But he makes our list at number five this month because, man, what a month he's had. He's with the Lake Tahoe Lakers. He's in O2 out of Austria. And he was able to hoist his team into an overtime game and then a 3-2 loss in the second game. Was it the Monsters or the Thunderbirds? I thought it was the Thunderbirds. Dude, he brought in, like, the Western teams that came into Lake Tahoe the last two weekends were at the top. And he shut them down, facing 125 shots in just two of those games. He tracked the puck real well, stayed square to the shooter, had really good side to side movement. I tell you what, he came back from break. Unbelievable. He needed that break because he is his game has just been elevated. And I know he's been on our list before, but man, he's had such an impressive comeback from break.
1: That's awesome. Really good to hear. And who's coming in next?
0: Uh, At number four, it's going to be Ethan Blackburn off the San Diego Sabres. He's an 0-2 out of Boulder, Colorado. The leg reach on this guy is amazing. He splits, cross, crease, and nearly clips both sideboards. Seriously, though, excellent tracking in that presence. Again, another goalie that doesn't make a lot of pretty saves because he's usually already there before the puck is. Yeah. And then coming in next. Yeah, and third, our goalie of the month last month. Or... No, Tarantino
1: wasn't the goalie of the month last month, was he? He was the goalie of the month in November. Anyway, Tarantino always seems to be always in like the top <laughs> yeah. three anyway, right? So he's yeah. always there. Yeah, yeah, he's always there. I—he's—he's I, he's gonna be at the top of the
0: list. I mean, he's just had a year that, if you're—if you're a program looking for a, a goalie in, in college, he's an O2 out of Fremont, California, from the Vernal Oilers. This is—this is one of the goalies you need to be looking at. I don't think I really need to explain any more about Tarantino, as he's been on the list every month. Look at his games if you're looking for a goalie.
1: Yeah. And uh, <laughs> same thing I think can be said about the number two position.
0: Yeah. Number two is actually the goalie of the month last month. OK, Brody Shaw. But yeah, here he is again. He's had incredible couple months. In fact, like I said, he's been a uh, awarded one of the captaincies for his team. He's an O2 out of Vancouver, British Columbia. So again, in other college programs, if you're looking for a goalie, look no farther. I tell you, he has just. A calming style of playing the net, and he turns away a lot of attempts uh, facing really, really good scoring chances. Rock Springs has struggled this season, and I, I, I tell you, he's he's had a lot of fun as a as a goalie. He's seen a lot of pucks this season, and I've been really impressed because he's only gotten better. And coming in at number one. Yes, our goalie of the month, uh, and this was a tough decision. It really was a tough decision, again, between his and our actual goalie of the month here, but I gave it to Evan Stringer from the Northern Colorado Eagles. He's an 05 out of four Collins, Colorado, and again, Eagles, if you're not, Looking to make him part of your NCDC program next year, somebody's going to. With Barbeau heading off to college, uh, it really allowed Evan Stringer to shine and get more starts. And uh, he was able to secure, I think, another shutout in January. I think that's not even his first of the season. But in that hostile territory of the 4,000 screaming fans rooting against him in Idaho Falls, they have got themselves the goalie of their future if, uh, if they're signing him next year.
1: Nice. And that's a pretty impressive list. And it's interesting to watch the guys shuffle just a little bit, you know, based on, you know, what you're seeing. But yeah, again, when you have the same repetitive names in here, you know, the the one thing it screams is consistency. Right. And if anything you want in any type of player, but especially your goaltender, just that same consistent performance, if you can bring it night after night and in this case, month after month. You're doing something right. So boys on the list, and that includes other people beyond our bias, forwards, defenders. <laughs> keep up the hard work, boys. Keep keep the game entertaining. Yeah, and that's
0: that's the thing. Is just because Tarantino's been on the list every month doesn't mean that next month I start off with a list and I just start mixing. No, this, the list starts off empty every month, and a player has to stand out for me to give that little X on my little separate note sting on my Mac. Every single X they get bumps them higher up on the list. And that's how I ended up with so many players this month that I had to trim it down to two honorable mentions because so many players stood out this month. It was incredible. Like it was the best month of hockey I've seen so far in the USPHL is is these teams are really meshing. People are really starting to play into the systems properly and been really exciting and i'm really excited for february's hockey is man it has been so much fun this is a good place for us to wrap up we want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in be sure to reach out if you're junior collegiate hockey world and wish to get on a future podcast also follow us on twitter at PH official to let us know what you think this is the pigeon hockey podcast with chris and steve have a great one hockey fans and remember listeners always clear crease